Welcome to the Paradigm Shift Podcast. This is episode four, and in this episode, we are talking to Emma Sue Prince, the founder of Unimenta, a trainer, an author, and an employability consultant. In this episode, we are talking about soft skills as skills of the future and the key skills students specifically should be honing for their future workspaces. Let's start. On your website, you describe yourself as an employability consultant, among other things. Could you please explain to us what that means and then further elaborate on other things that you do? Yes, of course. So. Employability consultant, as it relates on my website, is connected with a lot of work that I've done typically in emerging economies where we've looked at what kinds of skills do young people need for the employment market and advising uh, trainers and educational establishments on where they need to strengthen maybe some of their processes or some of their uh, interventions to really make sure that people are developing the right kinds of skills that are needed for the labor market. So that's just one of the things that, that I do. Um, and then connected with that in terms of employability skills is looking more closely at softer skills and how those relate to employability. So that's looking at all kinds of communication skills, interpersonal skills, goes much deeper than that as well uh, in terms of our uh, our inner competencies and our abilities to really be effective from a personal development perspective. So I am an author uh, and I've written a book about these skills, Seven Skills for the Future. So a lot of our work now is around developing awareness of those skills. And we work with universities, with lawyers and law firms, with health practitioners um, to help to raise awareness of these skills. And in addition to that, I guess, you know, there's also the website with lots of resources for anybody who's interested in developing personal skills. You said something about emerging economies. Where have you worked? Which countries have you worked with in regard to emerging economies? Um, Because I'm from South Africa and I like to believe that there is a very big disparity in what is being produced and what the market needs. But could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so obviously that's quite a broad a broad term, emerging economies. But um, I've worked in um, places like Tanzania. Uh, I've worked in um, Bangladesh, India, Malaysia, uh, South Africa too as well. Um, so... Uh, you know, countries where, yes, there's an emerging economy, but, it, you know, they differ uh, between them in, in where they might be at and, you know, what what is available for people and what they can access and so on. So, yeah, there is disparity definitely between the countries. Um, you talked a little bit about soft skills and you briefly described them, but you said there are deeper skills that need to be learned. Can you elaborate on what those skills are and why you think they're important for the workplace? Yeah, of course. So I think the term soft skills is is a bit of an unfortunate one. Um, I think these are actually quite hard skills to develop. Um, And I think also that it's easy to talk about these skills in the sense of, you know, teamwork, communication, leadership, interpersonal skills. And to me, those skills are way too broad and that actually we need to go a lot deeper into ourselves. So I am interested in skills like resilience and adaptability and empathy, critical thinking. 
these skills are what make us good leaders. They make us great at being in a team. You know, they make us great communicators. So that's why I think we need to go deeper than than a kind of some of these terms, which I think are too broad. It's not clear what they really, really mean. And so much of how we communicate and how we relate to other people is rooted in these deeper competences. And also, I believe passionately that we all have great capacity to develop these kinds of skills. Do you think that our traditional education systems um, do a good job of drawing out these soft skills, so to say? No, no. I mean, (laughs) you know, coming back to what I just mentioned, what we were talking about earlier on about disparity, you know, there is one thing that these emerging economies do have in common, you know, generally, is that they're are a lot of young people and a lot of young people coming out of education into a workforce and they're just not equipped. They're not equipped for the world of today. And I don't think our education system really caters to these skills in the way that it needs to. And that's for all sorts of reasons. It's not because, you know, I don't want to go down the road of saying, you know, our education systems have failed or anything like that, because I don't actually believe that either. I just think that, you know, there are systems and processes that don't lend themselves well to developing these kinds of skills. So what we come across quite a bit in the UK, for example, is that you know, schools and education, often they are actually quite aware of the need for young people to develop, say, resilience, but they don't have necessarily the resources, they don't necessarily have the training themselves. There's a lot of disagreement about what that skill actually means, you know, so there are barriers there. And I think it's not, I would never say that it's down to, you know, one thing or another as to why we don't have those in place at the moment for education. Okay. Um, could you give us an example then of how you would teach or what, what environment or what method you would use in teaching a skill like resilience? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, you know, our sessions are all about experiential learning and helping people to raise awareness of, of these skills. You can teach people, this is another, this is perhaps controversial because maybe you can, maybe you can teach people a technique, but I don't think it necessarily then translates into them being able to apply that in, in a real situation. So I'm very much in favor of experiential learning and raising people's awareness because once you have an awareness, you can then start thinking about how you're going to apply that skill. So when it comes to something like resilience, it would first of all be understanding, you know, what resilience is and what it isn't. There are a lot of misinterpretations about what resilience is and really supporting people to have some effective strategies and tools they can use. But first of all, having an awareness of where they might be at. So for example, everybody's different. You know, you could have somebody sitting in your session or your class or your training room who has been through great adversity in their lives. And they may or may not have the ability to use that adversity to help build their resilience. And you won't know that, you know, so this is why it's it, the, the awareness piece is so, so important. I was about to ask you, um, don't you think that just people's general lived experiences form a great part of how they build these skills and how they recognize them? And I'm glad you touched on awareness because I suppose it's the awareness of understanding what you've been through and what you've experienced to be able to use the skills you might have gained consciously in a different space to you know yes. hone yourself and make yourself better specifically in the workspace yeah absolutely and you know um there's some interesting research around adaptability for example where 
if you're looking at how to adapt to a current challenge, you can do one of three things. You can either look back to a situation that you found challenging in the past where you had to adapt and you can try to identify what the skills were that you were using for that situation because the skills will be the same. So you can do that. Or you can think of somebody who has adapted well to a situation and think about what skills they used and think about how you can bring those skills into your life. Um, And that's an interesting one because you don't have to have experienced something to be able to draw on adaptability skills. Your brain will happily um, hook in to understanding the kinds of skills somebody else might have been using and thinking about how can I bring those more into my life. And the third way of developing adaptability, for example, is to simply start the day accepting that there's going to be stuff in the day that's going to challenge you you know, could be small things, um, is likely to be small things, actually. And therefore, how are you going to respond to those challenges? So definitely things are rooted in your experience, but you can also tap into other ways of replicating skills as well. Your book, Seven Skills of the Future, the title suggests that um, there are certain skills needed for the future. What are these skills? I think you've touched on some of them. And why are they important now? Why do you think they are the most important now? Because I do know in the past, I haven't lived for that long, but I do know soft skills were not necessarily things that were that we that were declared in the work market to be for everyone. They were specifically for managers or people in higher positions. Usually the market just wants a degree and get into work and then you'll learn on the job what soft skills are. But even so, it wasn't paramount to you having them. You just needed to know how to to do your job well, I suppose? Um, Well, I would say definitely, primarily, that these are skills for everybody. It's definitely not about your position or what you're doing because, yeah, just that's, you know, it's relevant for every single person. Um, The book is called Seven Skills for the Future, but of course, these skills are really relevant right now. The skills are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, optimism and resilience. And the reason I believe it's these skills that are so important is partly what I said earlier on is that, you know, if you're tapping into these skills, you're going to be good at the things that you need to be good at for your job in terms of soft skills. So that's one one thing. But it's also because we live in a world of great, fast change and uncertainty. And that creates challenges for us. And I think regardless of, of, of where you are in the job market or in your career cycle, even, you're going to need to tap into these skills. You need to be resilient. You know, you need to be able to bounce back from the challenges and, you know, rejections. And, you know, you're not going to, you know, there are things that are going to challenge you and, and, and resilience and being able to adapt is all about not being swayed by that, but having, you know, tools that you can navigate your way through. You know, the way our world is changing in terms of the information overload that we have, you know, we need to be critical thinkers. We need to be tapping into our brain's natural ability to be resourceful, to be creative. You know, we need fluid thinking. You know, we have so much uncertainty. We have no idea what's going to be coming up in the next five years even. I could go on, you know, all the reasons why one needs these skills. But I think it's because these skills support you they make you more effective, they make you happier, and you're more likely to go down the career path that is right for you. And you're, you know, you're just more likely to create 
stronger relationships with people around you and just be, I guess if I was trying to kind of express it in, in a strong way, but for me, it's about really reaching your potential, you know, really reaching your potential in every part of your life. You were talking about how these skills make it easier for you to direct or find yourself in a career that's most suitable to who you are and what you're interested in. How early do you think education systems should be building on this idea of learning through everything you experience in life? So it's not just in the classroom. So it's not just about academia. It's not just about getting the greatest marks, but learning about being in school socially, socioeconomically, where you come from, your background, and how that feeds into everything that happens in coordination with school. How early do you think that we should be applying this as a method of teaching and learning? I don't know. I think I think from the start. I think from the beginning, because you know, we are constantly evolving as as human beings and as we go through primary school, childhood, adolescence you know, we are we are changing. And so you need to be able to make sense of your experiences and integrate them into your life and recognize them. And, you know, one of the things I always say about these skills is that it's very easy to look back on your life and note, you know, define exactly when you were resilient, when you were adaptable, when, you know, people can do that. What they find harder is is actually living and tapping into these skills on a day-to-day basis. So I, I don't think it's ever too early to start to do that. Parents have a role to play in that as well as educators. No, I absolutely agree with you. This sort of touches on my next question, which is basically what key skills, like what are the most important skills you think? So top three skills that university students should focus on when they are in university and attempting to join the job market. So either to work for people or to be self-employed. Also, maybe let's split it. If you are looking to be self-employed, what are the key skills, soft skills that you would want in that space versus working for a company where you wouldn't shoulder most of the responsibility? For students at university, I would say generally, if you, if, you, if you want me to name the top three skills that I think are really relevant for them, I would say adaptability, um, being proactive and resilience. And the reason I would say that is because I don't believe that students today are resilient enough. You know, I think, unfortunately, many students have kind of, it's, it's nothing to do with them, actually, it's to do with their surroundings and, 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 you know, to do with education and upbringing to some extent, but they haven't really been taught to be resilient. And it doesn't mean they can't develop it. It's just they haven't been taught to be resilient. So basically, you know, students in particular are prone to avoiding things that are a bit uncomfortable or make them feel a bit anxious. And I, and I say anxious, I want you to imagine inverted commas around the word anxious, because that's such a big term that is misused. Um, and, and, and also because they don't, you know, well-being. So well-being is a big part of resilience. And well-being is something that is completely in our hands, you know, so our mental health, most of it, most of our mental health is something that is in our hands, because it's about normal responses to things and I think this is the the issue with with students now is that they haven't been taught how to be resilient so therefore when anything is stressful they just kind of can't deal can't deal with it you know and and aren't able to recognize that actually stress is a normal response 
you know, it's a normal response to things that are going on around you, something that, that, that's new. So I would say resilience and, and also just as just as important for somebody who's going into their own, you know, creating a new business. Um, you need resilience because you're going to, you know, you're going to have setbacks, you know, you're going to fail. You know, resilience is also about being OK with failing. And students have been, you know, many students of today have been have basically been brought up with a message that it's don't you can't fail you've got to pass you know you've got to pass and you not only do you have to pass but you actually have to do really really well you know it's not even about passing anymore so you know we need to be comfortable with failure and with learning failing again learning so i think resilience um i think adaptability because it's about adapting to a constantly changing environment and work is changing all the time you know industries are changing uh the way we work is changing um you know we probably need to be quite innovative now and tap into that more and this ability to adapt you know to just keep moving forward and learning and trying out new things and being able to accept your current situation whatever that might be so adaptability definitely and being proactive because being proactive is all about moving forward all about moving forward um, and taking action and focusing on the things that you can control. Really, really, really important that you're not putting your attention and your energy onto things that you can't control, but onto the things that you can control. So this is also relevant for um, entrepreneurs as well. Um, and then you were asking me about people going into employment, right? So what would their top three skills be for them? And I would say for them, it would be critical thinking, empathy, and I probably would add um, probably being proactive into that mix as well. Being proactive because of what I've just been talking about, because that's all about taking the initiative. You know, you you need to be when you're employed, you need to be taking the initiative and and you know looking for opportunities where you can contribute, where you can learn. Empathy because that's all about your relationships. And oh my goodness, you know that's such a big part of working um, working in an organisation is being able to tap into those skills to have strong networks around you and strong uh, professional relationships professional working relationships being able to listen you know empathy big part of empathy is being able to listen and to pay attention and i use the word pay not because that is the word you use anyway but because actually it is about paying you know you're giving attention so that's really really important and critical thinking simply because of needing to have that innovation and needing to have that fluid thinking and that collaboration and creativity. What do you think is the differentiating thing between the workplace versus starting your own workplace? Is a result of how you've grouped the, the skills? I guess because when you go into uh, an organization, you're going into something that has already been set up. You need to be able to understand the culture that's within that organization. So that's why I talk about, and I mean, for me, all the skills are important, but I just think, you know, you've got to be quite, you know, you've got to be able to fit into an organization. Um, and that's where the empathy comes in. And people who want to move forward in their careers, at the beginning of their careers, you need to, being proactive is crucial. It's crucial for, for uh, entrepreneurs as well, but, you know, crucial in a different way, I think, in organizations, because that's more about, in an organization, being proactive is much more about taking the initiative and looking for opportunities. And if you're if you don't understand something, you find out about it. You get that support, you get that mentor that you need, whatever it is that you might need. You don't wait for somebody to come and offer it to you. You go out and you ask for it. Um, so I think that's 
that's different you know whereas being proactive when you when you are an entrepreneur or when you're setting up your own business that's just different again because you've just got to you know it's, it's it's a different kind of being proactive I think so yeah I can you can differentiate between the skills as well well that's it for me thank you for your time thank you so much it's uh, it's been a pleasure I hope you enjoyed this episode and found some interesting things to take away. You can check out Emma at unimenta.com. That is U-N-I-M-E-N-T-A dot com. You can also check out her podcast, Seven Skills of the Future, on her website.